WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. And welcome back to Student Section MLB. I'm your host, Luke Torrey, joined by Tyler Harrison and Luke Anderson. And today we have a lot to cover as full teams have finally reported to spring training and games are starting later this week. Um, first off, I want to start off with a pretty big topic in today's trending on Twitter. Um, Rafael Devers, the Red Sox star player, he essentially just ripped the front office apart uh, talking about how everybody else in the AL East didn't make any moves and or, or everybody else in the AL East got so much better and the Red Sox made no, no, meet, no moves. Um, he was quoted, he made some pointed comments speaking with a reporter on Tuesday at spring training saying he'd like to see more from the new chief baseball officer Craig Breslow. Uh, he said, quote, everybody in this organization wants to win, but Red Sox leadership needs to make an adjustment to help us players be in a better position to win. Devers said uh, to Another reporter, everybody knows what we need, you know what we need, and they know what we need. There's just some things I can't say out loud, but everybody that knows our organization and knows the game knows what we need. Um, the latter appeared to be a reference to the team's starting pitching, as its rotation currently on track to look like Brian Bello, uh, Lucas Giolito, Nick Pavetta, Cutter Crawford, and Tanner Hoek, uh, none of whom had an ERA below four last season. So, I mean... It is just absurd. The I feel it's just kind of crazy. Like right when you're reporting to camp, your first press conference of the off of the new year, you're just ripping into your organization. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy to me. Well, you when you're in a position like the Boston Red Sox, you're expecting to sign people to maybe push for the playoffs or uh-huh. maybe push for a title in the next few years. And I mean, if I was Devers, yeah, I'm expecting to report to training camp and see some new additions, see some familiar faces and some unfamiliar faces. And I see the exact same team that I saw last year, and everybody else in my division has gotten better. Yeah, I mean. So you just kind of have to live with that. And, yeah, obviously there are some things he can't say due to possible fines or very, very bad repercussions from management. But – the only upside to their starting pitcher is Brayan Bayo, who I think had uh, whether it was September or August. I mean, he had a, he the had only good... major addition they made this offseason was Lucas Giolito, who is a flyball pitcher in Fenway Park. Yeah. That's not something that's going to help your rotation. No. I mean, Devers said. My point of view is they're thinking more in the future, Devers said. Last year when we had an opportunity to do something and to be in the race, nothing happened. I thought back to that. Of course, they were thinking in the future. When those opportunities come along, we need to be more aggressive and try to embrace those opportunities. I see where he's coming from. They did have an opportunity to make a move at the break and be in the race for a wild card, but they didn't. They didn't make any move, and then ultimately they came in last place in the AL East. But, I mean, yeah, you're in a division with – Pretty much five competitors, or four, four competitors on the The Tampa Bay Rays are always there. The Blue Jays are going to be dangerous. The Orioles are really good now, and then the Yankees are always there for the most part. And you, you go and see teams like the Yankees uh, m- making big additions like Juan Soto, Alex Verdugo, and potentially, we're going to get to this later, but another big move on the way soon, uh, which is most likely going to be Blake Snell. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, um, I mean, 
teams are making big moves, especially in your division, and you do nothing. I see where he's coming from, but I just think there's better ways to go about it. Voice your opinion to the to the um, the front office. Don't 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 voice it right when you get to camp to all the reporters and to the public. Like if you have a problem with that, I think you address that privately. It's not really a good look, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I understand his frustration. Definitely on a team like the Red Sox, I think Devers has got to be one of the best Red Sox in, I don't know, the past five years. I mean, he's one heck of a player on a team that can compete. I mean, last year they showed some fight, even with how strict the competition in their division was. I mean, last year the AL East had two 100-win <laughs> teams and a third playoff team in the Blue Jays, and the Yankees finished above 500 too. And, I mean, they had young guys like Tristan Casas and Masataki Yoshida, both really good players. I, I mean, I understand that their rotation isn't the best, and the one move they made is for Giolito, like you said, Luke. Uh, he doesn't really fit the ballpark, and not only that, but I, I don't think he's very good. I think there were many better pitchers available on the market, and that's who they ended up getting. And they traded away Chris Sale, so you trade away one of your best pitchers, <coughs> no matter even though he was always injured, and you get another pitcher who isn't even going to fill those shoes quite well. So you still have the issues in the rotation. And, yeah, you haven't gotten any better on a team that could compete for a last wild card spot in the American League. Uh, like, they have the potential to do that if they made the moves. So I understand one of the best players on the team being frustrated that the team doesn't want to tend to compete around him. And I don't know if this is signs that – I don't know what year of his contract he's in, but I don't know if this is a warning that he might get traded. I think that – I had the Red Sox being pretty decent going into this season if they had a good offseason, but, I mean, they have had one of the worst offseasons of the offseason out of any team. So I, I really think they might not be very good playing a bunch of games against all four teams of their division that will be good this year. I think maybe this is a sign that if he's unhappy and if the team is struggling, maybe he gets traded towards the middle of the season. But I do agree that maybe the first day reporting back – Speaking out against your team might not be the best way of handling it unless you really do want to get traded. Yeah, his contract ends in 2034. Yeah, I mean, I'd oh. be upset too. I'd be upset too. But next up, I wanted to talk about Aaron Judge had made some comments as he reported that his toe will require maintenance for the rest of his career. Obviously, last season, on very unlucky injury, he he's going for a fly ball, makes an incredible play, and his foot bangs into the only part of Dodger Stadium that does not have padding, and he missed 42 games. Um, I mean, how much do you guys think that? If, I mean, I don't know the severity of the maintenance that's going to require for the rest of his career if he's just going to have to, like, tape it up before every game. I don't know what it is, but, I mean, that kind of raises a little bit of concern uh, as a Yankee fan that that's going to require maintenance. Like, the toe is important. That's an important, like... It, it is. It's very important. Would, like, the big toe is very, very important. Would he be playing center field? For he, is gonna, he, he is starting the year in center field. Okay, yes. then that's where the issue yeah. lies, especially, because that very redu that greatly reduces your range. Exactly. Even I, mean, it, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't consider him up there in the top percentile for speed. No, but, but he's, he's, he's six, he does eight. move a little so bit. I mean, yeah, big strides. He's not slow. No. Um, but, 
I mean, I think he'll – I mean, I don't think it's going to be major, major, but I think down the line it might affect him at the towards the tail end of his career. But I think right now it's not really the biggest of our worries. But um, I think – I wanted to talk about uh, another thing Judge said. Judge was quoted uh, – let me pull up his quote right now. Uh he basically was saying that there's there's definitely another move coming. He pretty much implied that. Um, I'm trying to find the actual quote. Um, basically, he said he is fully expected, or he would not be surprised um, if the Yankees were to make another move like if something were to be in the works and he also was grinning ear to ear um while saying that so i feel like he might know something uh that we don't yeah his here's this quote i definitely feel like there might be another move on the way but you never know um and the yankees have been in talks with blake snell over the past few days on a short-term deal maybe two to three years could even be a one-year deal um but for one thing I want to say is this is I am I am the most optimist I'm the most pessimistic person in the world when it comes to talking about the Yankees I expect nothing from what I've seen they they just continue to disappoint me so I am very pessimistic when it comes to the Yankees for some reason this season I feel very optimistic and I have a good feeling uh, this is the first time the Yankees lineup has looked this balanced in a very long time um i'm gonna try to pull it up right now but i mean from the top of my head i believe it was dj1 soto2 or let me say full names because i'm not talking (laughs) dj lemay one juan soto2 aaron judge three anthony rizzo four uh glaber torres five alex verdugo six Giancarlo santon seventh um Trevino and Wells eighth, and then um, ninth would be Volpe. I mean, that is righty lefty, righty lefty, righty lefty, righty lefty. Basically, the entire way through. This is the most balanced lineup, and we finally have some like hitters in the outfield, lefties who, <coughs> excuse me, um, will do stuff other than just hitting home runs. I mean, and and you got two of two of the best four hitters in baseball in their in your top two, in your top three. I mean, Juan Soto and Aaron Judge are undoubtedly two of the top five hitters in baseball with Acuna, Trout, and Shohei. I mean, yeah, I think that could be the five. I think that's definitely the five. I was, trying, you, to see, I was trying to see about Freddie Freeman. I mean, I would take Soto over Freeman. I mean, honestly, like, no bias. I think Soto is going to have an incredible year. I do think he's not going to resign like, during the season because Boris' clients never do that. Um He'll definitely test free agency, but the Yankees, they actually look exciting this year. Obviously, it all depends on staying healthy. That's number one factor, but this is the first time I've felt optimistic about the Yankees in a very long time. Moving on to the other side of the of New York, um, the Mets. The Mets, Kodai Senga was shut down with arm fatigue today. 
I mean, I'm going to ask you, what do you think your thoughts are on that? I mean, obviously, it's not a good sign. Like, pitchers just reported uh, your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's very bad. I don't know exactly what he was doing in the off season, like, or over the winter. Like, maybe if he was trying to work out something or maybe, I don't know, work on his control or something like that. Just do something in, in the winter, like, season to prep for the spring training. But, yeah, I mean, the first day back and he's already has arm fatigue, it means he had to have been doing something over the winter, which could be a good sign, but him being shut down is a terrible sign. I mean, this him being shut down right now doesn't mean that he is hurt just yet, but I don't know how long he's going to have to be sitting out of spring training, which is obviously just bad because then he can't get in reps and he can't pitch. So I don't know if he'll be ready for if he can play opening day, if he'll be prepared because he'll be missing a, maybe a decent amount of spring training. I don't know if they have like a timeline of when he'll be back, but I mean, one of the only good pitchers that the Mets have right now is now hurting. So it's a bad sign for going into the season. But I mean, I, it's nothing super major yet. So I, I'm certain he'll be back at some point during spring training, but still a grave sign. So hopefully he comes back. I think it'd be much worse if it was at the very end of spring training if he got shut down with it. But, I, yeah, I mean, first two days, not a good sign, but still reason to be optimistic about it. He's a very good pitcher. Mm-hmm. And the Mets also said, this was just a small note, uh, Brandon Nemo will be playing left field and Bader will be in center. Um, do you like that? Would you rather than flipped? What, what, do, you have, do you have any opinions on that? No, I mean, the once the Mets signed Harrison Bader, that was pretty much the initial thought. Uh-huh. Bader's even still maybe not the best at the plate, but he's still one of the best defensive center fielders in, that sure. the game has right now. So this just makes sense. Nimmo is still solid defender, but also he started out in left field anyway, so he'll be fine going back there. Uh-huh. And they have Marte at right field, who's fine defensively as well. I mean, right field, you don't need the greatest defense there. But, I mean, they have some pretty good range out in the outfield. Nimmo should be fine in left, and Bader should still be great in center. So, I mean, I think they'll have a solid defensive outfield. Uh-huh. And I did, did you guys talk last week about the Phillies signing with Merrifield? No. Because it didn't happen. It happened Thursday. Okay. So it happened Whit, day after. With Merrifield signed to the Phillies, that's kind of big for them. I mean, they need the one thing that team needed was a utility guy. Big hit wit. And or two hit wit, whatever they call him. I mean, he I think it was two hit, yeah. He he could play second, he could play short, he could play third, he could play left, he could play right. I mean, that is a guy like he'll play three days a week probably for them and he'll be bouncing around third, second, left. I, that, I think that's a great pickup for them. The, 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 the Phillies lack depth and utility guys along with pitching, but they kind of address that in the offseason. I think that's a big pickup for them, for sure. I think it's something that could – and I know we talked about this uh, last week, Luke, that when it, came, when it comes to standings into the year, I think a Whit Merrifield signing could be – because, I mean, I don't know how often he's going to come in and hit the walk-off home run. I don't know how – He's gonna be bad in three thirty. I don't. I don't think that's gonna happen. Uh-huh. But I mean, little wins here and there, little things that he does, it's all gonna add up. I think that's probably what's gonna push the Phillies over when it comes to 
uh, wild card race, getting maybe the fifth seed instead of the seventh seed or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's not even entirely what he contributes on the field. It's what he contributes to the fact that the fact that he's on the field, not even what he's contributing there, but the fact that the guys who need rest will be getting rest. I mean, they had all their guys were 162 game sort of guys. I mean, their infield was the same every game with Stott and Bohm and, and Trey Turner. I mean, those guys played every game and their outfield, those guys played every Every game, and they don't have the greatest defensive outfield. I mean, they had Castellanos playing in the he outfield. He actually had his best <laughs> defensive season of his career. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so I'll give him that. And I mean, so and in the playoffs, they had the rookie Rojas, I yeah. think, in center, yep. and, and he had the sub 100 batting average in the playoffs. Very good defensively. So he is very good defensively. Very, very good defensively. But I mean, if he does start, I mean, assuming he he will get better <laughs> offensively, so they would try to start him. Mm. But then if he's still not progressing off. Offensively, then Merrifield could come in in a pinch hit situation, or he could play some defense there, or just like I said, give the the star guys in the infield some time to rest, and then they'll be better in the more in less games that they play instead of being tired, maybe in that fourth game of a long ten game stretch or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, all right, now I wanted to talk. We got a few more minutes before the break. Um, the Houston Astros, they. I mean, Bregman is entering the final year of his deal. Do you guys think they re-sign him? Chances are, in my opinion, I don't think they will because they want to extend Kyle Tucker and Framber Valdez. I mean, I think if it comes to those three guys, Framber Valdez, Kyle Tucker, and Alex Bregman, uh-huh. you have to go in with Kyle Tucker and Bregman, especially since you re-signed o- over Valdez. I mean, oh goodness. Goodness, I said the wrong name. No, Bregman would be the one left out. Okay, yeah, that's what that's what I think. But I've, again, I mean, they have just been so successful for so long, and he's been a main part of that. I feel like he could also take a hometown discount. Um, not massive, but because he's still worth a decent amount of money, I would say. I mean, he's still top five third baseman in the league. Yeah, I mean, the three of those guys are <laughs> gonna be a lot of money to get Especially like together. After you just resigned. Uh, Altuve for a pretty hefty And you signed contract. Josh Hader. And you, oh. Jordan Alvarez, too, right? Did he get an extension yet, or is he, uh, he he's probably I think he needs soon. one. He's due for a super He's due max. for a And they're not letting <laughs> him 400 go. Mil. They're not letting Absolutely him go. Absolutely not. He's, I think he's on track right now to be a better hitter than I think Barry Alex Bonds. Bregman's going to be a Seattle Mariner next year. Uh, I could see that, yeah. Third yeah, base yeah, is a position that they need. I was about to say, isn't their third baseman Eugenio Suarez? Yeah. He's, he's getting old, kind of. I mean, Matt Chapman now. has yeah. not signed yet. He, that's true. Oh, that's a great point. I've f- completely forgot Matt about Matt Chapman. Chapman. The Mariners would be crazy. Yeah, I don't know what's happening that's with him because that has been quiet, quiet as well. I don't know, I don't know well. what's happening with any of the. Yeah, games. I mean, I say good for you. Games start this week, literally. Spring training games start this week. Like what? what? Sign. I don't know what, what he's signed with a team. I think they have to fix that at some point. <laughs> I think they have to fix that. Like you should not be there should not be predictions being posted by MLB saying oh where's the where's the biggest free agent going to sign a month from opening day Good yeah at this Lord. point I mean come on you have to get adjusted to the locker room by now I mean these guys have to think about signing somewhere I don't know if it's the players holding out I mean there ha- there have to be teams making offers on Matt Chapman <laughs> so I don't I know would, if he's holding like out I don't know what so. he would be holding out for I mean I would like to think, I think so he's... and I don't know Matt Chapman as a person. He had the best first month of the MLB I've seen. 
But he hit a downward slope. He turned. Or no, that was that's old news. Um, like if he played like he did in March, April of last year, all year, he's an MVP candidate. I know. I keep seeing his name tied to the Giants, but it's just kind of rumors and predi- it's more so predictions. It's not like any sort of actual news. It's just people see him fitting there, which I would agree with. But there's no news about him signing anywhere. I'm seeing here there's a lot of talk. Uh, they're concerned about his strikeouts. Yeah. I would be too. Um, I would be. His strikeout rate is severely high. Um, they're also concerned about his, th- that I, they say good teams aren't bidding. Uh, Proje- due to projections, 16 teams are slated to win 81 games or more next season. Uh, and... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Thirteen of those sixteen are set at third base. So that kind of makes sense. Uh, so he wants to be on a team that's could, and the other three, the ones that could use an upgrade at third base, are Seattle, the, the Giants, San the Mariners, Francisco. and the Blue Jays, who he was on last. Yeah, year. the Blue Jays. Yeah. Um, I mean, it does, for him and Bellinger, I mean, that actually is a lot. That's pretty surprising. I never even looked into that. Uh, just the fact that, like, 16 teams are projected to go 81 or 81 and 81 or better, and 13 of them are set at third base, that's unlucky for him. <laughs> I mean, I'll, we'll talk about this more after the break. Um, this has been the first segment of Student Section MLB. We will be right back. WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. And welcome back to Student Section MLB. I'm your host, Luke Torrey. With Tyler Harrison. And Luke Anderson. And we are back talking about Matt Chapman possible landing spots. I mean, so we talked about the teams, the 13 teams that are set at third base out of the 16 teams that are projected to go to do better than 81 wins. Uh, the teams that are set are the Braves, the Guardians, the Astros, the Orioles, the Rays, the Dodgers, the Phillies, the Yankees, the Twins, the Rangers, the Diamondbacks, the Mets, and the Cardinals. And then the three that could use an upgrade are the Giants, the Mariners, and the Blue Jays. I think we rule out the Blue Jays because if he was re-signing, I think he would have already re-signed by now. So I think it's Giants or Mariners, and I think... Uh, I think they – I think he ends up with the Mariners. I, I don't know when because, like, I feel like if they, if they were serious about it, they would have already had signed him. So, I, I don't it, I don't know. There's still a decent amount of big-name free agents available. Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman, Blake Snell, who was offered a contract by the Yankees, Jordan Montgomery, J.D. Martinez, Tim Anderson, Michael Taylor, Tommy Pham, Gio Urshela, Hinjin Ryu. That's the top ten according to – CBS Sports. Um, I mean, when when do these guys start signing? Are we going to be going into the season with like the top five? I like mean, spring top, training top games start players. this week, and there are five potential all stars still available. Yes, I, mean, I, don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. 
Especially <laughs> especially like, for us. I mean, as a baseball fan, you're like, okay, I just want to see them play when they play. But for us, we got to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> like, it I, I want something to talk about. I can't go into it. I a mean, week. there's there's just no way that Cody Bellinger should go even one spring training game missed because he's not on a baseball team. And that goes for a bunch of those other guys, too. But, I mean, Cody Bellinger is was and all should have been like MVP if it weren't for Acuna. I mean, he could have been MVP with the season he had. And I mean, I don't know what the that's the thing. I understand Blake Snell, I'm not big on Blake Snell. He is old, he had control issues in the first half of the season. And I don't know where he's going to be this year. Matt Chapman, I understand <laughs> what you were reading before, Luke, about his strikeouts and there being a concern there cuz he is a little older too, I guess. But I see no reason why Bellinger shouldn't be signed. I even I don't know what the issue is with signing into a long-term deal. I mean, sure, you could be scared that he might go back to how he was towards the end of his tenure with the Dodgers. But with the season he had last season, I don't see what the hesitation is to sign him to five years. I don't know if he would want – I don't know if he wants much more than that, if that's the issue. But I don't know – I mean, he shouldn't be holding out this long if it's on him, and teams certainly shouldn't be holding out this long. I mean, there has to be at least one team who has made an offer, it's especially the Cubs have definitely made him an offer. For Bellinger, so, you think? Yeah. I so think, I don't really know what he would be waiting for. I think the Cubs need to re-sign him to one year, see if last year yeah. was, a, was a fluke. Like, like Maybe that's what one, they offered him, and maybe he doesn't want that, but I don't know why other teams haven't even offered him at least like three years at the bare minimum, but maybe he doesn't even want that. I, I don't really know. How old is he? Is he still in his 20s? Uh, he should. I think he's 27 yeah, or 28. I think he's 28. Um, this story came out five days ago. It says, what could Bellinger's market look like on a short-term deal? Um, basically, they are saying... Uh, trying to just, like... It's very long. Phillies, the Astros, and the Rangers. Cool. And the Blue Jays. Goodness. Wait, no. I may have been wrong there. Bellinger on the Phillies would be No, that's luxury tax payers. Bellinger (laughs) Bellinger on the Phillies I would not accept even if I saw it happen. I mean, he he had a 300 average this season. He had four wins above replacement. I mean, he he can play the outfield, which is a prime position. He can play center. Oh, my gosh. The Baltimore Orioles could get him. Very easily. <laughs> yeah. No, they they're, could. They're no, out, oh, they're, they could. Their outfield is Anthony Santander, who will play, Cedric Mullins, who will play, and Austin Hayes. Bellinger would be an upgrade to Austin Hayes. Yeah. Austin Hayes is not a bad baseball player. They have Keiston Hearstead uh, in their spring training lineup. He plays outfield. Or yeah. I think he is a utility player. I mean, they just have two. They're super crowded they with the really young guys. Super and, and Bellinger can't really play first because they still have Mountcastle. And Mountcastle's pretty good. So it's just that they're such a crowded team and that they don't they can rely on their farm guys that they probably shouldn't sign Bellinger. Okay, this, is, this is what this says. The ideal fit for Bellinger on a short-term deal is a team that's not already a taxpayer or is minimally over the line. Cincinnati. The Cubs have been considered <laughs> something of a uh, favorite to do to Bellinger's strong year, uh, but his outline day makes sense for both. From it's, It doesn't make sense from a financial standpoint. So I don't know if he's going to be back on the Cubs. But uh, the Angels, the Giants are potential – suitors for him and the Padres could add Bellinger without paying substantial taxes but it would run counter to the team's cost cutting efforts this winter so 
This they're saying Angels, Giants, Padres are potential spots for Bellinger. Who's the Padres first baseman right now? Um That's a good question. I think Cronenworth is playing first now. Yeah. He is? I yeah. think so. Is that who's at second? Then. I think it's uh, Kim, Kim or, yeah, right? right? Oh yeah, okay. So Cronenworth the first, Kim at yeah, uh, but I think the I- the issue there is Tatis is, is, Tatis is, is the right fielder. Well, yeah, yeah he's, but like Luke said, I mean, they're trying to. I'm pretty sure they're trying to press the reset exactly, button. Right. I mean, you can't trade Soto so, and then <sighs> sign Bell. Well, to a one year deal. Honestly, maybe. I think the Giants maybe, go a, out and sign Bellinger. The Giants make sense. Well, where would he play there? Because they just signed Jung Ho Park, right? Or, um, I mean. Financially, I mean, they do need a couple out. They, I mean, they he need. could play corner outfield. He they could just play got a right fielder in Jorge Soler. Oh yeah, Did, but is he? He could also DH. DH. Who's their? I mean, who's their DH? I don't. Man? I'm not sure. I don't. I'm, I'm familiar I don't with know. a lot of I mean, Giants is not. Giants I think I know that third base they have. They had JD Davis there, which Matt Chapman would be an upgrade over. Even though JD Davis had a pretty surprisingly good season this past year, but I mean. I think there's a definitely a place there that they could fit Bellinger. Uh-huh. I don't know a lot there in terms of, I I mean I think actually if, wait the Padres are moving Xander Bogarts to second base. Where was he before? Where is Kim going? Shortstop. Short yeah. Okay. I don't know. Let me. I'm gonna click on this. Kim can play. Padres shortstop, manager Mike Schilt told members of the media today that Xander Bogarts will be moving to shortstop or from shortstop to second base with Dennis Lynn of the Athletic among those relaying the news. Um, Hassan Kim will cross the bag in the other direction and take over the shortstop position. So they're just yeah, I th- that makes sense. Kim is a better defender than Bogart. He is a good defender. Okay, okay. that that makes sense. What's his? Uh, I don't know his arm strength percentile, but it may be I, yeah. Kim. Well, I'm not would sure. It, pull up would the it be like putting Ozzy Albies at short? You're getting good defense, but you're not. <laughs> I, I mean, that's think, I don't think too, he has yeah. a great arm. But I mean, but also the Padres. I mean, the Padres are a good fit too. But yeah, they're trying to cut out. Some but I money. mean, maybe if they really want to, they say, lost Soto and Grisham to the Yankees, I so know. he could take out. I mean, they de- they definitely need help in the outfield yeah. now. And if they want to yeah. say, okay, let's try one more year before we fully blow things up, then that would be a good. Th- a, good, a pretty good fit Tatis for that right. one last year, but the thing is, I, I don't think Bellinger wants that one-year deal. I think that might be why it's taken so long. Maybe there are a lot of teams offering him yeah. another one-year deal, and he says, right. "I should have proved myself already. I Give me three want, plus, three four plus. plus." Yeah, I think at he's least. definitely asking for he three. He won plus. Rookie of the Year. Did he? He won an MVP. Do you want an MVP? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he did. Do you do you know who he's represented by? Who his agent is? Do either I you know? Don't. I do not. Because if it's a Boris head. agent, I. Doesn't surprise me it's that he just, doesn't I sign yet. I think teams are concerned with how easily players may be able to fall off. Because look yeah. at uh, like Chris Bryant, for example. Oh well, yeah. With the Rockies and, and Javi and, Baez. Oh, and Javier Baez. It's, so teams are concerned about that. I mean, all those 2016. Yeah, Cubs he is guys a Boris client. Okay. That makes sense. See, has, yeah. The thing is, though, definitely asking for three plus. One team that you brought up though is the Angels. Uh-huh. I think that if they think that they are going to be competitive this season, which I don't think so. And but Trout's in the front office this year. I read that I he was like, "Go, go, make another move." Trout, right? uh, Trout has said that he wants to stay there. Yeah, yeah he's all, and he's Trout does not want to get traded. He has a no trade clause, so mm-hmm. he's going to deny any trade. Yep. I don't know why the Angels wouldn't give him a multi year deal. Anthony Rendon is not all in for the team, and Anthony <laughs> Rendon for sure. <laughs> I mean. Maybe that's why they're scared because they don't want to give out another deal that is as 
horrendous as that Anthony Rendon deal. If he played more than 50 games, we maybe. That was a great. That was a great spring training interview when he said baseball is a job. It is not a priority. I yes, listen. Yes, I understand. It is a job. However, I understand more thinking than accounting. about family <laughs> first and your faith first. Yes. I understand that. But the way he said it, he made it sound like he does not care about baseball. He's got to put his there's words a, together better. There is a way good. to say that where it seems that you are still interested in the game of baseball. And he is bad, and he tried to fight a fan last year. Yeah. I mean, I. but the Angels should not be scared of signing free agents just because of that. I, I mean, that's a different topic. I think they should just buy his contract out and cut him. But... Do a, some sort of the Angels can celebrate Anthony Rendon Day, just like the, my Mets celebrate Bobby Bonilla Day, something like that. But I don't think he should be playing baseball anymore. I mean, that wouldn't help Bellinger's case because Bellinger can't play third base. But I think that the Angels should make some moves. I mean, they have um, Ron Washington. That's his name, right? Yes. So and he, and he he wants to be competitive. He said it the day he got there. He said we're gonna try and make the playoffs. They still have Mike Trout. Mike Trout can be playing baseball at the age of sixty, and he would still be good. So, but they have. I don't know. They're missing a lot of pieces over there, but I think Bellinger would be a good start. I think if they start because they could sign Bellinger to a multi-year deal and then plan towards being good towards the end of his contract and then maybe extend him later. But if they could tie him down now versus a one-year deal, I know like Boris's clients don't like signing. That is one thing too. I heard that Pete Alonso now is represented by Boris too or something like that, which scares me because there's a lot of Pete Alonso being traded talks or Pete Alonso not coming back to the Mets talks, which scares me as a Mets fan. But I mean, we heard a lot about it at last season's deadline and he did not end up getting traded. But did we ever talk about Craig Kimbrell signing with the Orioles? We mentioned it, but that's kind of big news. Yeah. I, I don't know. I their don't know bullpen. Is, oh, he is, he is good. He, he is, is good. still very good. Yeah, but I mean, you, they should have got Josh Hader. But they would, should have got you Josh lose Hader. Felix Bautista to injury, and now is you're he out for Craig. the year? I don't. It's looking like he's oh, out for a geez, significant really? part of the year. Yeah, that's big. That is big. I but didn't know that. They still have Yunir Cano, who throws. Yes, but an absurd amount of MPHs. Craig Kimbrell's not in his prime anymore, but he is still He's an still above average thrower. reliever. Yeah. He'll be, I mean, yeah, it, it won't be the same as as Bautista coming in for the eighth and ninth with Cano, but Craig Kimbrell can shut down the eighth inning and have, I'm assuming Cano He's will be the closer 50, 50. there. I mean, Craig yeah. Kimbrell, he came in for the Philly. He was on the Phillies, right? Yes, yeah, that's he, what, was, he was just he brought, there. Yeah. He brought his wingsuit in against <laughs> against the Diamondbacks and gave up tanks. But then you put him. But then on another day, he comes in and you can get two perfect innings out of it. It's you need some type of consistency. Yeah, I mean that is the only part in the Orioles' entire roster that you could say might be scary because now they have Burns in their rotation, so their rotation's fine. Uh, they have one of the best lineups in baseball, and five Top years five years from now they will have the best lineup in baseball. Yeah, so. they the Baltimore Orioles are going to be the face of baseball for the next ten years. They are. I don't know. Well, no, considering who just signed a ten-year deal on December eleventh. <laughs> 
That's a good point. Yeah, there we go. Um, they're going to be the kings of the AL for the next 10 years. I can see you don't that, have faith yeah. in your Yankees? I, I don't. think the Yankees I, are better I mean, this year. They are I go- think the Yankees are better this the year. Yankees are the Yankees are the very... There's a lot to be excited about as a Yankee fan. And speaking of, there's another thing I wanted to mention on the Yankees today. Glaber Torres reported today and said he wants to be a Yankee for life. He's in a contract year. There is a world where the Yankees re-sign Gleyber Torres and re-sign Juan Soto. You can re-sign Gleyber Torres if he wants to take a home count, a hometown discount. We could still give him a very decent deal, 15 to 17 mil AAV, um, and still extend Soto. I mean, I think Soto's, like, no bias. I think after this season, Soto re-signs a big deal with the Yankees. He just seems so at home, and it, it looks great. I mean, it's it's really making me happy. You saw man. him in Listen. pinstripe pants. It, oh, one. he looks he looks he looks <laughs> wonderful in pinstripe. Listen, uh, all I'm all I'll say is that at the end of this season. Starling Marte is in his contract year. If Juan Soto really feels at home in the Big Apple, Mm-mm. he can go to Queens the Bronx, and play right field the for Bronx the New York Mets. The Queens are very different. The Bronx <laughs> is very similar to the Dominican Republic, which he said it feels like home. He said it feels like home. And if no, it feels fair. like home, brother, then sign sign for 10 more years. He could take the subway to City Field no, every day and stay think, in the I don't living think in the Bronx. would want to do that. I don't get to say anything because my team's in the South. <laughs> and they don't. Are, need, they do not need a right fielder. A no. I, well, we get back, I mean, how so defensively? Uh, you know what? No, not, I, not I take, the greatest. I'll take arms over defense. Um. Anyway, we got some more to talk about when we get back. Uh, we will be back shortly after this break. WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. Welcome back to Student Section MLB. I'm your host, Luke Torrey, joined by Tyler Harrison and Luke Anderson. And we are going to talk about the Braves. Ah, yes. And you can run this segment. Uh, we got some more to talk about afterwards, but I know you are excited. Yeah. Well, so we'll start off with this. Um, go ahead. So what do you got? Mostly, for us? I'm excited. I'm still excited about Chris Sale because uh-huh. I have I have so much faith that we're gonna get him a, an injury an injury free season. I am incredibly excited for that. And you can deny it all you want. I, I could see it happening, honestly. I mean, <laughs> it's a rare sight to see someone go from so injury prone to just like having a good year. But for some reason, I could see it. It was a sneaky move that not a lot of people thought was going to happen. And I think I could see it paying off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But now we're talking about our ace. Yes. Talking about my boy Spencer <laughs> Strider, who will lead the league in strikeouts this season. He will have another go-to strikeout pitch when he faces righties. Because when it comes to lefties, he throws the slider in, usually eats him up. But for righties, no, he throws the changeup because it has arm side run. <laughs> but when it comes to righties, he gets very predictable, as you can see by the playoffs the last two years. And his ERA a little bit skyrocketing. I mean, he's a strikeout leader, but has a 3.7 ERA. Don't like that. But from what I'm seeing from our spring training camp, he is possibly adding a curveball that for the first 42 feet out of his hand, it 
aligns perfectly with what his fastball looks like and then drops off the face of the planet. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and I know I said it. I know I said it before the season <laughs> ended last year. If he can get a fourth pitch, then not only will he continue to lead the league in strikeouts, but he will finally put himself in Cy Young candidacy because he was a finalist this year, wasn't he? Uh, yes, he, he definitely was, was. But he didn't win it, obviously because uh, – Goodness, because Blake Snell was having an incredible season. Blake Snell stayed healthy. Right. Blake <laughs> Snell stayed healthy. <laughs> like, that's but, literally all that guy but needs. But Spencer Strider will finally, I think he finishes the season, uh-huh. and this is with bias or without it, I think he finishes it with a 2-8-1 ERA. I think he finishes it with 242 strikeouts. That's a good I th- number. I think he I think he breaks his own record cuz he broke the record for most strikeouts in a single season by a Brave. Uh-huh. I by he broke John Smoltz's record. I think he breaks his own record this season. And I could see I could see an 18 strikeout game for him. I mean, that's how it last year against the Rockies. Yeah, he did. Was that in Colorado? No, it was in Truist yeah. and I was there oh, that's and it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, wow. But no, not not a lot to say for the for the Braves. I, I want to see something out of uh, Hirston Waltrip. Yep. Out of Florida, I want to see maybe he gets called up. Maybe has a start in Truist. I think it'd be <laughs> I think it'd be awesome. Yep. I want to see great things out of Jared Kelnick. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, I forgot about that He has a lot of move. potential. A great, his ceiling is very very high. I would love to. See, he's so young, and we develop players like nobody. At, well, we develop True. players second to the Orioles. True. But. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to this season. I want to see Acuna go 40-40 again. I want to see Albies be the best switch hitter in baseball. Austin Riley put himself <laughs> in the NL MVP. Orlando Arcia not talk crap about the Phillies. Yep. And Olsen break his record again. <laughs> I, I want Olsen that. to hit 60 home runs. I don't think he will. I want him to. Short porch. We got the chop house. I want to see so many people have a fly ball land on their stake during a game. <laughs> and Sean Murphy and Travis Darno need to just keep – being the greatest one-two combo at catcher. Uh-huh. But yeah, that's about all I have to say for the Braves. With with bias, without it, I think we run the NL. The Dodgers have yet to prove themselves. We do stuff in the playoffs, or at least have uh-huh. when we got to play all 162 games. And we did it without our reigning MVP. So I'm looking forward to the playoffs. I'm looking forward to this season. I think we win 107 games. It's a lot. I think we take the it's one seed by two games over the Dodgers. Oof. And y'all can, y'all can hold me it's a on bold that. Prediction. You can hey, I, I mean, you guys, you, your squad is very talented, and you have been together, so you know how to play together, and you have a couple of small additions that will make your team better. Um, but you have guys that have been playing together for a while, and they know about what they need to do. We have eight plus year deals for yeah, seventeen I mean, million dollars. I mean, your guys, they they got a lot of chemistry on that field, and. Uh, the Dodgers have a lot of new faces. They're going to have to learn how to complement each other and learn how to play together. So, I mean, it's not that crazy of a take. But moving on, uh, the MLB announced that there will potentially be two expansion teams coming in the next few years. And I wanted to talk to you guys about potential destinations. Obviously, Montreal is one. Obviously, we've heard Vegas. Maybe Salt Lake City, City, Utah. Vegas getting the athletics. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> but but it would be one more on top of that. I believe. Or, or no. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm 
No, I'm incorrect. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so Vegas would be good with the Athletics. I think Montreal and Utah, and Salt Lake City would be awesome. I saw Nashville. I saw Nashville. Nashville would That's, be really cool too. Because I'm I'm from Memphis. Yeah. So that that will give me a team to root for. I'm not gonna switch to the Nashville. Right whatever over the Braves but <laughs> it would give me more of an opportunity to go to games right. over the summer you know, everybody loves less, baseball one less hour of driving yeah. I'll take that I, I think the Expos need to come back the Expos I, 100% I would be jumping issue, for joy if the, the only Expos issue with that back. is they would have to transfer they can't add another team and call them the Expos because then the history gets mixed up you would need to move the Nationals well, they've done that back to, to Montreal they did that and in then, the NHL uh, yeah, the Winnipeg Jets that exist today <laughs> are not the same Winnipeg Jets that existed in the 1990s. Those are the Arizona Coyotes. I so it is possible. Although I would agree that I would not be a fan of that. No, I I think they would need they would need to move. I think they need to move the national. I think they should move the Nationals back to Montreal. Which, by the way, they're making a documentary on. I saw on why too. the Montreal Expos were disbanded. What, 2004? Yes. Yeah. That's really cool, actually. Yeah, and I'm excited to see I think that. they should move them back to Montreal, make everybody happier. Plus, it gives you an entire, it gives an entire country another team to root for instead of an entire country just being marked down as Blue Jays fans. Right. Then, oh, imagine those series. Imagine the atmosphere in a yeah, Canadian, Canadian series. series. Montreal, I mean, yeah, Toronto. Yeah, it's, t- it's time. It's time for them to make a comeback. Yes. And then but let me ask you something. If the Nationals move back to Montreal, does a new team go into Washington? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I feel like that's <laughs> a lot of work, though, in it's terms of moving of the team. I think they would just – I think they would do what they did in the NHL and just put a team back in Montreal. I mean, I don't think you can have a team exist in Montreal and not call them the Expos. So I think you would have to make the Expos. But I think it's too much work for the players and the management and the franchise to upright move. Unless, I mean, they would be given years warning, obviously. But I, I don't know if it would be on board with the team that exists right now. I think they would just create a new Expos. Mm. And... We got a few minutes left. I wanted to talk about uh, what do we think about... Okay, so Manfred obviously said after this 10 years up, he is done. Okay. That's going to be 2029, I believe. Yeah, 2029. Yes. Uh, Your guys' thoughts on that? Uh, I mean... I'm happy. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not really the biggest fan of Manfred. I think what he did with the Astros situation was handled poorly, giving that granting them immunity. I haven't looked at him the same since then, um, and I think a lot of the decisions he's made have been questionable. I'm not. He's made some good decisions too. I'm not gonna discount that, but I'm not the biggest fan of Manfred, and I'm excited for some change. What do you guys think? I'm most thing I'm excited for is changing this free agency situation right very, very I, I agree yes I like I like the suspense maybe I like the suspense and I but it's see. too much now yeah like, now it's, it's too now much it's we're too spring, much. Training. Yeah, spring <laughs> training games start in two days yeah. or tomorrow Thursday they start, the, tomorrow. they start tomorrow I believe they start oh, well, okay, uh, tomorrow yeah. okay that's and much. there are nope. top ten players five of the top ten players still available could potentially be all stars and that's where we're at right now 
still still not signed to a team. Yeah, I mean, besides Otani, free agency was headlined by these guys, and some of them don't have a job going into spring training. It's ridiculousness. I think that that needs to change, and I don't think it will change under Manfred, so hopefully after 2029 it will. I don't have too many particularly strong issues with Manfred, but I am excited to see someone else take the reins <laughs> and see what they can accomplish. So it will be nice to see. And that is going to do it for this week's segment of Student Section MLB. We'll be back next Wednesday, and we'll be uh, a lot of spring training games in. Maybe some more signings will be made. And uh, we've we've tried to predict where people are going. That's four weeks. I mean, and we have just nobody has signed. Uh, so yeah, I mean, hopefully next week we have some more signings to talk about. Uh, but nonetheless, games start tomorrow, so we'll have a decent amount to talk about, and we will see you next Wednesday. Good night. <laughs>